This episode of At The Bar is recorded on the lands of the Ghana people and we pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. I'm Jane Gretch and welcome to At The Bar, a podcast about running a dance studio, the highs, the lows and everything in between. As a dance studio owner, business coach, leadership expert, and the founder and author of Dance Step, a dance student teacher education program, my mission is to educate, encourage, and empower all I serve. Each week, I'll share a mixture of solo episodes and interviews, sharing ideas, hopefully making you smile, and reminding you that you are not alone. So, what are we waiting for? Join me at the bar. Welcoming everyone back to the bar. Miss Jane here, happy to have your company as always. And today I am joined by my friend, Miss Holly Diggle. Hello to you. Hello, Miss Jane. Lovely to see you. Lovely to see you. And even better to have you at the bar. Um, it is is so good. It is one of my favourite things to do is chat to friends who are also dance studio owners, unpack a little bit of the behind the scenes, share it with others. I think, um, you know, my solo little episodes are, are fine and fun, but these these are the ones I really, really enjoy. So thank you in advance because I know this is going to be so fun. Oh, <laughs> so fun. Yeah, I'm excited um, to be here. <laughs> so you're in Canberra and you run Dance Northside. Um, apart from that, what else do we need to know about you? A little introduction. So um, I have two beautiful children. Lola is two and Toby has just turned five. Um, I've run my studio for 16 years now. I'm deeply passionate about what I do um, and of recent years, deeply passionate about finding the balance between being deeply passionate about what I do <laughs> and the rest of my world. <laughs> yes, because when you say deeply passionate, it's, it's. I mean, it's like a hole you can fall into and never climb out of, right? It's that yep. deep. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. So we can talk about that <laughs> and we have in the past. Um, so yeah, the studio sixteen years yeah. old. Before yeah. you know, what was life like before Dance Northside? What was there a before? There was. <laughs> there was. So I I started dancing quite late for dance terms when I was twelve. Um, I discovered it and just absolutely fell in love with it. I started dancing at a place called Dance Base in Edinburgh, where I lived at the time. Um, and I did a jazz class with Raymond Kay, and then I discovered contemporary dance. And my first ever contemporary dance class, there was four live percussionists in the space with me. I was 12 years old, and it just blew my mind. Um, yeah, incredible. So then I started ballet, and we moved to Australia, and I did, you know, the ballet training vocational thing. Um, I, I then took a few years off from when I was about 16 to 20 and, you know, live my best life in other areas, making, yeah. making some different choices. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you don't talk about them. <laughs> no, no, all very character building, resilience building stuff though. Um, and then when I turned, I was 20 and I, my, my mum still remembers the phone call. I called my mum and I was like, mum, she said, what, mum? She's like, what, Holly, what is it? I was like... I have to dance. And she was like, well, dance then. I was like, okay. <laughs> Thanks for 
for the permission. Started training again, auditioned for university, went to uni and did a Bachelor of Arts uh, dance. Um, and then after uni, danced professionally in Adelaide for a little while um, and then came back to Canberra and started Dance Northside. Um, and for the first few years, Dance Northside was very much part of what I did. I also danced professionally and performed yeah. and kind of um, the studio was something I did in the afternoons and evenings and I did full-time projects during the day. Um, mm. And then when I had my children, things kind of shifted a little bit. Mm, things do shift. <laughs> Look, just a bit. Physically, yeah. mentally. <laughs> <laughs> things do shift yeah tell me about your time in Adelaide obviously uh that's where I'm I'm calling mm. from today so who yeah. did you dance with them so I a Miramu Dance Company who's based in Canberra mm-hmm. um Elizabeth Cameron Dowman the incredible Elizabeth mm-hmm. Cameron founded the Australian Dance Theatre we bow down we bow down to you mother of Australian contemporary dance mm-hmm. and she had very strong links with Canberra Dance Theatre so I used to do some work sort of with her at Canberra Dance Theatre and when I was at university um, we went on a tour and we went and stayed in Adelaide for a few weeks and I really fell in love with the city it was yeah not too it's a, it's, I, I, I love it it's kind yeah. of like Canberra but just a bit yes. more nice you know yeah. yeah no it is it is a lot like Canberra actually yeah mm. it's good good yeah. and, and easy yeah. to navigate um mm. Just talking about Elizabeth Cameron Dowman there, um, you know, because you said said the name and I'm like, oh, yes, you know, I bow down. And I one of my struggles with teaching my students at the moment is there's not really enough focus on the past. Mm-hmm. It's very about, I don't know, um, particularly with my contemporary students, tricks. Mm, you know, Instagram. Beautiful got a beautiful piece of little choreography they've made and then they throw in an aerial, which to me personally, and, and this is art, we can all have opposing opinions, um, adds no value and stuff. And so just hearing her name kind of makes me think about the value of perhaps showing them where this all came from and, and some yep. of the pioneers. Yeah, do you do anything like that with your students? I mean, because that's such a part of you, obviously. You've, yeah, you've yeah. that. Yeah, absolutely. I I currently don't teach as much as I used to. I am taking on additional classes next term. But back when I first started my studio and I was teaching a, a lot more, absolutely. Yeah, we talk about Arthur Graham and Isadora Duncan and Horton Technique and Lamone Technique. Yeah. And, you know, they all knew what a contraction was. They didn't love contractions. Nobody does. Like, <laughs> nope, Martha. <laughs> you put the work in, you get the results. Yeah, um, we just finished yeah. a performance, our, our annual performance, and our, our theme was New York, which I know you have experienced recently. Just recently, yes. And so our contemporary, we, we tried to really draw some inspiration from people like Martha Graham, Twyla Tharp, Alvin Ailey, and then talk to them. You know, these are some pioneers that that mm. really changed what dance looked like. And um, I think there was so much value in that. And, yeah, parts mm. of them didn't love the technique. Um, mm. And then parts of them found a whole new movement vocabulary. Totally, totally. And I think for some people they either forget or don't know. Like a lot of people think, oh, contemporary is just like ballet, but, you know, you can go. Floatier type. You know, yeah, yeah, or you can roll on the floor or you can flex your feet, you know. Yeah, you turned in. (laughs) (laughs) And it's, you know, yeah, it has roots from ballet, but Mm. but it it has roots in in modern dance. And, yeah, I think that's so important for especially Mm. kids. Yeah, you've given me some some things to refocus on there. Mm. Um, 
Now, community is mm. something that's really important to you and the studio. I guess talk me through what that means to you. When I say the words community and the studio, just yep. kind of expand yeah. on that. Great. So I think um, a place to belong is the, the first thing that pops into my mind is a place to belong um, and a place for everyone to belong. So a place that is inclusive and that doesn't discriminate um, or um, kind of support sort of cliques or exclusion um, are the first things that kind of come to my mind when I just think of the word community. Mm. Um, I think specific to Dance Northside, so our, our, our values are kindness, respect and community. Um, and I think hmm, we are a, a purely recreational studio, so we don't do competitions and we never have. Mm. Um, and I think that sort of the, the idea of Dance Northside is that we can support anyone you know, from three up to 99 mm. in their journey through life mm. with dance. So dance and, and the studio doesn't become the place that they live and breathe, but it becomes that the place that they go to that, that fits into the rest of the picture of their world, so it fits into their whole sort of community mm. um, in a way that supports the rest of their life. Mm. But, yeah. Mm. Um, and I think that's the thing, like some parts of dance are quite exclusive aren't they mm -hmm. you know um yep. and again going back to the roots you know they're right highbrow you know yeah, yeah well i mean we're just in the courts of the kings over here um, <laughs> <laughs> i'm basically royal yeah. <laughs> um yes if you don't have a crown i'm sorry you will you won't be dancing today <laughs> but um, yeah, community has been mm -hmm. a really big part of my studio as well. And mm -hmm. But it's been a journey because I think it's quite easy to use the label and that's why I wanted to kind of mm -hmm. riff on this, you know, oh, yeah. we're, we're a community and mm -hmm. our community and um, mm -hmm. it's kind of a bit of a buzzword for, for one of a better kind of yeah. label. It, it has become that, hasn't it? Yeah. yeah. And so I think what I'd really love to see people do is, unpack like okay well this is the word here the logistics of it yeah and yeah. so I I was quite confronted when I did that I was like oh my studio's a community we're so um you know inclusive yada yada mm. yada and then one day like I, I was like but what does this sound like what does this look like what what does this mean mm. I was looking at my website and here I am like going oh we're so inclusive and I had just white um, Anglo-Saxon, you know, Anglo-Saxon mm -hmm. girls who were pretty well all the same. Like, I mean, they're not, yeah. obviously, they're their own one. They were my students and they're wonderful and they're unique. Yes. Yeah. But there was no representation of other cultures. And mm -hmm. at the time, of course, the photos did represent what my studio looked like. Yep. But it wasn't very diverse, which I think is important in a community. Absolutely. Yeah, so I think maybe if we are talking about building communities, we just need to really mm. be intentional about what Ab that Absolutely, means. absolutely. In the early days for me, um, I did a lot of work with um, refugee groups, with youth at risk, um, with children with additional needs outside of the studio, um, and then you know, th just through that work, I would get quite a lot of people. I, I worked with women in recovery at one stage from drug and alcohol addiction, and mm. then I had this 
you know, some beautiful woman who then brought her child to the studio, you know, and this yeah, kind of yeah. circle sort of um, loop, which I really, um, I think in the early kind of foundational days was really important. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think in terms of supporting community um, over the years, there's sort of the lower, I don't want to say lower end stuff, but the logistical stuff like having a procedure for how we welcome new students right. into class, mm. you know. And so all of our teachers know that if mm. they have a trial student, it's their responsibility to, A, know that they have a trial student, mm. know that student's name, name. talk mm. to someone beforehand and say, hey, friendly, wonderful Ellen, we've got mm. a trial student today. When they mm. arrive, I'll welcome them and then can you go and say hello? Yep, no problem, Holly, I can do that. Mm. When the trial student comes in, you must be Adam. It's lovely to meet yeah. you. Welcome Which to goes back to your place no. to belong, right? Exactly. It? It's that, you know, yeah. we know your name. You matter to us. You are you matter to us. You know, and and actively preventing cliques in the classroom, which can be as simple as just everyone find a new place to stand in the room. You know, our seniors, they are like popular. best spot, you know. Isn't it? <laughs> it really is. Like just thanks, <laughs> you know, it's like, oh, that's my spot. You're I my stand spot. in their spot. It is interesting, particularly I mean, with, with my older yes. kids, because we do have such a beautiful community. A lot of them have been together since they were five and six. Yeah, and, so and that's what you want. But they have exactly they have a, a sense of ownership over the space because it is their community. But then they do need to be reminded with kindness and respect and love that when we have a new person come and join our community, that they need to open that, you know. Yes. Um, and, and it is just a reminder because we're yeah, totally, totally, because they're just with their besties. Yeah, yep, that's absolutely. right. And I know, you know, like if say you and I were sitting actually in in a cafe and having a coffee, we'd be mm -hmm. so into catching up. And mm. and you know, if somebody else kind of sat down with us that mm, we didn't right. know, we'd be a little bit like, <laughs> like we've really yeah. got like one hour here, and that's who you are, but. Yep. And totally. I would be particularly open to it. And so it is It is really, um, pardon the pun, a dance that yes. you just kind of have to lead. Yeah. Absolutely. And lead by example. Lead by example. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I guess going back because I, I um, on, on a community, I think mm -hmm. also, you know, I, I riffed about being open to, you know, diverse cultures and things like that. But I think also it is okay to have a community that is defined. Like I don't want anybody to feel any shame if they do have, I guess, what could be seen as an exclusive community because mm. those are important too. Okay. Absolutely. There is place for there is a place for, right. for everything and everything. That's yeah. right, because everyone needs a place to belong. And and the reason that just came to mind is I've come back from Melbourne a couple of days ago and I saw the Australian Ballet School's showcase performance. Mm. So, of course, I'm thinking now about, which was wonderful and I always love it, and the contemporary particularly actually blew my mind, such Ooh. talented kids. Um, mm. But the Australian Ballet School in itself is a community, right, mm. and so it needs those those kids, those young adults, they all have the same kind of focus and so they need to feel supported.
in that focus. Absolutely, absolutely. And need to not feel alone and not feel isolated just as much as the, you know, the child that that doesn't. Yeah, that does just want to come and. Exactly. Everyone deserves their space. And I think as well, remembering that your community doesn't just exist of your students. Mm. Um, You know, you have your teaching community, you have your staff community, you have your student community, you have the siblings of your students, you have the friends of your students. And for me, most importantly, well, not most importantly, but very importantly, you have the parents, you have the people Mm. who are paying the bills. And so Mm. I've started... running wellness events for grown-ups, which I love. So I'm a yoga teacher as well, mostly. Yes, just so I like, loved yoga and wanted like a three-week yoga holiday and do yep. my training. It was great. Um, and so, I've, you know, I run and I run them as free events mm. um, for grown-ups of anyone who is enrolled at Dance Northside and then they can bring a friend if they would like and the friend can pay $20. Um, but anyone who who has children enrolled at Dance Northside comes along for a two hour event. Um, we lock the doors. They, you know, they're like they bring their blankets, they bring their pillows. We have yoga mats. Phones are on silent. We do like a beautiful, nourishing yoga class, and then we set up the chairs and we have some tea and some fruit. Yeah. And, you know, and and that kind of idea of giving back, not just yes. your students, because we run discos and we I'm to yeah. something all the my, things, my yeah. old kids, all the things, but something that is that is for the parents and it's mm. predominantly mums of young children, mm. you know, who kind of go, this is a two-hour event that I am going to, I am committing to, and yep. that we, we rarely give ourselves permission to do. So I love the idea that I can provide that space as well, um, not just for for students, but for but for their parents as well. Yeah, beautiful. Mm. Yeah, and I and I think it is um, when when you're speaking there. When I talk about culture, I talk about it as being a three legged stool. So being you know mm. my staff, it needs to drive my my team, my students, and my parents. And I feel like yeah. you could describe your community in exactly the same way. Mm. Absolutely, uh, and Absolutely. obviously you know culture and community could be viewed as two sides of the same coin. They they influence oh, each they other. The, yeah. the community is your culture. Absolutely. And, like that's just how we do things, you know, yeah. and on the occasion where someone, you know, I mean, I honestly, I honestly can't remember it ever actually happening where someone mm. is is clearly not aligned with our values, I think because we advertise so clearly on what we are. Yes, um, that, that you it just was don't attract. Yeah. Like this isn't, this isn't how we do things here. And they'd be like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, and that's so valuable. I think that's what I admire about you, particularly about this part of your studio and and others. But that you are you are proud of it. Absolutely, right. Loud and so you are loud and proud. <laughs> just ask me. <laughs> but you, so you're not you're not um, putting out information into the world that's <clears throat> excuse me not aligned. Mm. And then being like, oh no, no, we're not the studio for you. Like mm. you you're loud and proud, and so um, right from the t- the first touch point that I'd have with you, I could probably be able to feel that oh, uh, yeah. inside myself. You know, yes. whether, was yeah. my, whether I belong there or not. Yeah. Thanks, Miss Jane. <laughs> <laughs> and I, you know, there have been over the years. I mean, I don't answer the phone anymore, but when no. I did. Occasionally, you know, I'd you know I'd get a you know I have this very talented seven year old that's really mm. passionate about ballet, and I'd be like, that's wonderful. And there's some really great dance studios in, in the area that I'd love to recommend for that intensive ballet training, but it's just not something that we offer. No, yeah, you know, come yeah. for contemporary and which go is somewhere. fine. That's exactly yeah. right. 
Yeah, yeah, it's perfect. Clear on who you are and what you're offering. Who you are and what you're offering. Yeah, Um, and and being completely good with that. Proud of that. Yeah. Proud. Yeah. Look, it took me a while to be proud because um, I seem to always find myself not in opposition to the norm. Mm. Maybe, maybe opposition. <laughs> maybe, op- I don't know if that's the right word, but... It's a different sort of stream. Two rivers that run next to each other <laughs> that aren't in the Both same. on the way to the sea. Yes, exactly yeah. right. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it's taken me a while to really step into that confidence. Mm in the last 10 years, admittedly I have, but it, it probably took five years of being a little apologetic mm. because I I wasn't the same as the other studios around yeah. me. You know, say there's 10 studios, they're all doing something kind of similar and then there was me. Yeah. And I was like, am I the little runt? Over yes. Relate. I relate. Yeah, but yeah. turns out I wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can still build 900 students in a school Absolutely. and then turns out you're like, oh, that's too many. <laughs> yes, no, let's let's just pull back. Yeah, stop doing all the things. Pull back, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so that, I mean, I didn't even set that up, but that is a great segue into yeah. something. <laughs> Um, something else that I want to talk to you about. You and I um, chat about, you know, I guess how to how to navigate all of this. You, we're both quite ambitious. We've mm-hmm. we've just had a chat offline about that, yeah. but then also very. Um, I mean, you do yoga as well, so mm. very much about the here and the now. Mm. Do you want to? And and recently, you've kind of looked at that balance again and made some adjustments. Mm. I have. I have. Well, tell I, me more about kind of where you sit with navigating all of this, all the things and yeah. your mum and, and trying yeah. to, I guess, be true to, to what is inside you, which is yes. a, a quest for peace, really. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. That has definitely been a journey and is a continuing and unfolding journey for sure, I think, as my children grow. Um, I think that when you're really deeply passionate about what you do, it can be very easy to get caught up in the in the drive and the ambition and you're passionate and you've got goals and you're going to achieve this and you're going to do that and that feels great like it feels amazing and particularly when it's it's something that that isn't just serving you is serving your community it's like this is just aligned and fabulous and, and changing lives here people well, man. <laughs> i can do all of the things and 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 i i have come to a point recently where I have needed to just go, you know what, Holly, like just hit pause on that. Like just hit pause. You don't need to get rid of it. You don't need to you um to kind of go, I'm giving up my ambitions for my children. But you uh, for me, I did need to go, I am not showing up for my children and for my my partner and for my business and for myself in the way that they deserve and the way that I want to, because I am trying to do all of the things. Mm. And, um, you know, if I think as business owners, there is no one to um, be like, you're doing a great job. Well done, you. You know, why don't you take tomorrow off? You're doing awesome. Right. You deserve a rest, you know. Um, and I think it's so important for, for, for us to, A, identify our red, red flags early and know when we're kind of getting to a point of I'm not showing up in the way that I want to. And B, give ourselves permission and be genuinely okay with going, it's okay to take a step back. It's okay to take a rest, you know. 
So, yeah, if you're listening to this and you need a break, have one. Have one. <laughs> you deserve Lady it. Molly, I hear to say, <laughs> have a break. And um, go on. Yeah, no, I was just thinking about when you said, you know, because we work for ourselves, there's no one there saying, you know, mm. you have tomorrow off. And mm. it is that is actually a big thing because even though I know because I preach, I mean, you know, you're preaching to the converted here, even though I know rest is is not wicked and 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 mm. then there is still that little niggle, but oh I've got but I've I've got that to do and oh yes. I've got that yes. to do. Yes. That I, a, a, when you say to do, sorry mm. to jump in, but that was a, a really big learning of mine recently was that it's life is not like I'll get the to-do list done and then life begins, you know. It's like life is the to-do list. The to-do yeah, list yeah. is having an awareness. The, business, the business to-do list, all of that, you know, the drive, the ambition, the goals, the jobs, they're never going to end, you know. Yeah. So settle down into your to-do list yeah. and just, you know, enjoy enjoy life in the moment rather than, oh, when that's done, yeah. then I'll do this. Because, yes, you know? you're right. It's it's. Mm-hmm never ending it's never ending the work will never be finished no it will never be finished the to-do list will never be done totally realizing it's a game changer for me so Mm. if if you are using that as your benchmark like if that is where you're getting your satisfaction from ticking Mm. off the to-dos then write a list perhaps of what you did yesterday and tick it off yeah (laughs) i'm you know (laughs) totally or add going to the beach, yes. go for a walk, do go a yoga class to your to-do list. And right. That is a super important part of your day, you know. Yeah. Be like, I've got a five-hour work window, I'm going to spend an hour and a half going to yeah. yoga and then the rest of the time I'm going to do this, this is whatever, yeah. you know. And it's a, that's a retraining, isn't it? I felt it like is. Um, is. for a number of years I had trained myself to walk so fast. <laughs> mm. Mm. because I was always in a hurry. Mm. Uh, there was just, you know, like, oh, mm. I can't even tell and and then one day I was like, oh, I feel really tired. <laughs> like, <laughs> I can't even tell you what else was going on in my head, but I was like, I just don't want to run between appointments and stuff yeah. food into my face while driving mm. in the car and, you know, mm. I'm, I'm tired. And so then I really had to make this thought pattern about when you walk, like unless there is a fire or some kind of emergency, mm. you don't actually have to power walk, Jane. No, and it's not actually that much quicker. Apparently That's- not. <laughs> one of my, I had some of my like reflection and goal setting discussions with my staff recently, and one of them, one of her goals was to arrive five minutes earlier for her class than she was currently okay. arriving, which yep. I'm like, great, that sounds yes. wonderful. So she had time to kind of calm down mm. Up mm. And, and get there, but she had uni commitments and so it was difficult. She's like, so, you know, I'm in the car and I'm like stressing about getting here and, rah, rah, and I was like, how about you use that 10 minutes in your car to to just take some mindful breaths, watch the road and use that time to calm down because whether you are anxious about getting to where you're going or whether you are calm about getting to where you're going you're going to get there at the same time like you can't control that but what you can control is the state the Mm. emotional state that you cultivate within that period of time that you have Mm. you know and she was like oh and she was like, my mum says that too. Oh, <laughs> makes you love that. Well, you know, you could listen to your mum every now and then. <laughs> she might know stuff. <laughs> oh, look, that's where I love it, you know, when mm-hmm. back to that that community, you know, mm. when you say stuff to your students. And yes. 
<laughs> or when you get another teacher in, so they say exactly the same thing that you've been saying and they're like, oh, and I'm like, it. Mm, not making it up. <laughs> I love that. So I guess, um, you know, for you, Toby's five, Lola's two. Yeah. Yep. Um, really, I guess the next with that, and I don't want to put words into your mouth, mm. I'm just trying to frame my question thinking mm-hmm. about, well, you know, Lola's not at school until five. Do they start at five? With- no, yeah, so she'll start. She's got two more years at home after this one before she goes to preschool and that's mm. two and a half days. Two and a half days, yeah. yeah. So I guess this is a season about embracing that and enjoying that and not fast forward. I think the challenge is I'm, I'm just trying to tap back to when mm-hmm. my children were that age. Mm-hmm. Frustration sometimes. yeah. Like, oh, if I could just get them to school, right? You know, like, yes, oh, totally. But you'll never get that time back. No. Like, it, it will ne- and it's such a cliche to say, oh, you'll never get oh, that so time cliche. back. Enjoy yeah. it. It's like, oh, um, bugger off. Like, yeah. do not need to hear that right now. And um, see, I'd, I'd figured that out by the time Liam, so number three, was mm. ready to go to school. And I actually held him back a year. But mm. I remember Alana, my first, um, and, you know, strong, independent woman that she is, mm. my goodness. Mm. Um, scarily so um she was ready right and so I was like all right let's do this but but Liam not not such a strong independent woman so it turns out similar similar dynamics with my uh, girl interesting (laughs) um yeah so I guess it really is just about about trying not to fast forward because it goes so fast anyway totally embracing what it is um right right now um and I also realizing for me that it's like, oh, it's actually quite relaxing. Like mm-hmm. trying to get all of the things done, all of the things, and look after your children at the same time is really stressful. Awful. Accepting that all of the things can just pause and be fully being fully present with your children is it's it's less stressful mm-hmm. for me anyway. And I would also just like to acknowledge that um all kinds of parenting are a choice, you know, and, you know, Lola goes to daycare. Toby went to daycare from when he was two and a half. And if what's what, what works for you and your family is for your children to be in daycare five days a week, then I and still, that's it. you yeah. know, like ab- ab- yeah, I have no judgment either. Yeah, absolutely absolutely none. none at all. Um, but for me, I, um, I had to pause that ambition. And I think this is a new thought. <laughs> Hang on. Hang on to your hands. It's not fully formed. <laughs> but I think at heart I'm a little, well, I know at heart I'm a little bit of a rebel. Yeah. Um, and I think the way that I respond to stress in is sort of in my nature is to push back, you know. It's oh, like, yeah. What do you got next? Come on, COVID, let's go. Yeah, yeah. exactly right. Yeah. Middle finger up. Yeah. What are you going to do about it? Yep, yeah, cool. And one of my Find staff said to me, she's like, the best way to get you to do something is tell you you can't, you know. Like the bear, <laughs> right. Yes, and so I think that there's there's a lot of that in me of that like I can do this, I've got this, mm, you know. So so giving myself permission to go, you know what? It, I am a very powerful, capable, fabulous, strong woman, and it's okay to give myself permission, and it's not a weakness to no. go. But it's okay to just have yeah. a breath. And to you know, I um, am totally there now, but I wish. And I don't have any regrets about how I managed the children when they were young and the business. Um, and I've done a lot of reflection on this because it's a big part of that bloody book that just needs to. <laughs> it's coming. Oh, it's coming. It's the longest labour ever. Um, oh, wow. 
because yeah but it's been forced reflection and I don't have any regrets but I just mm. look back on that time and go I'm a bit I'm actually a bit embarrassed because mm. I was trying to be something I was trying to get accolades I think from other mm-hmm. people yeah. look at Jane yeah, yeah. Wow. She's doing. I don't know how you. I do don't it. know how it went. How that Holly. right? Yeah, yeah. That yeah. was like a gold medal. Mm. I don't know how you do it. I'm like, mm. oh well, mm. you've know, got systems and processes, and the kids got to date in two and a half days, and of course, the business has been running for a while now. And Brian's family, right? And I was like, <laughs> don't be so cool. Like I yeah. do feel yeah. a bit yeah embarrassed that I didn't just take more moments but at the mm-hmm. same time the moments I did have were mm-hmm. were great and I I, I I seriously don't have any regrets I just do feel a little bit like all right yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm glad you've settled now Jane <laughs> yes totally and and to like to be clear this new learning has been like in the last two weeks you know, like this isn't sort of something that I have, you know, when I yeah. when I first had Toby, um, I well, I was responding to emails from the hospital. Oh my god, I, me too. And my um, pediatrician yeah. was like, What are you what doing? Are you doing? <laughs> yeah. I'm doing the pace. Can you totally. just yeah. baby is totally. fine? Yeah. Totally. It wasn't until Toby was 18 months that I hired my first sort of administrative help. I got yeah. very lucky and I hired a studio manager and she was incredible. Um, yeah. But then when she moved on, um, it, it was only at that stage when Toby was three, so two years ago, when I started working quite closely with you and you were like, mm. systems. <laughs> let's get, let's <laughs> like, get you sorted out. Oh, yeah. Uh, and and that in itself took a lot of, a lot of work and attention. And then... Um, I gave birth to Lola four weeks after the first COVID lockdown, um, you know, which so that was some some pretty intense times and the business really needed me, you know, like it did for it to survive. It needed me and it needed the team to really sort of pull together mm. and step up, which we absolutely did and I'm really incredibly proud of. Um, and so I guess I just want to be clear, like if you're at home and you're listening and like young kids, I'm like, ah, you know, <laughs> my son is five, my daughter is two, and it's been in the last two weeks that I've mm. kind of gone, I, I think I'm going to readjust my my balance, mm. you know. Mm. And that, and I reckon, um, and I appreciate you sharing that because I think that, mm. that will be valuable and I think mm. is a constant um, yep. temperature change, isn't totally. it? Because yeah. it's a season in the same way that we have our terms and our seasons, we have seasons with our kids. And, you mm-hmm. know, when you have your first newborn, you think that it's really hard and then you have mm-hmm. another newborn, you're like, oh, they're really easy. They mm-hmm. just need time and they're really portable. And, you know, I don't know what parenting teenagers is like and I don't know. Well, it's lots of fun. I'm sure it's not. Yeah, I mean, I have sisters <laughs> with teenagers. So, yeah, it looks lovely. <laughs> and, you but, know, I kind of joke yeah. about that, but at the same time, um, you know, Alana is is... 17 in in mm. a couple of months and um what i have been very intentional about doing is is kind of doing as much as i can with her mm-hmm. while she still wants to with me you know mm. she loves afl um i've learned to love it and i actually do i, I can fall in love with things pretty quickly yeah. to be honest but, so i'm it. like oh i am <laughs> if you need a cheer girl i'm there I, what are we doing yep oh 100 <laughs> percent all in. committed yeah I'm, <laughs> I'm also now a fan um but that's something that we do together and mm. um it is about I've, I've changed my work through mm. you know I don't teach on a Saturday afternoon so yeah. that we can go and do those things 
just like, oh, I didn't teach on a Tuesday morning because we had play group or kinder. Exactly, yeah. yeah. So it's, it's just this constantly change, isn't it, and adjusts. Yeah. yeah, that's the great thing about parenting, isn't it? As soon as you yeah. think you've got it figured out, they yeah. change. New you know, routine. Point of like they love bananas, so then you buy 100 yeah. bananas and they don't like bananas we anymore. We don't like bananas. <laughs> No, we don't like bananas anymore. No, yeah, no, bananas are gross. <laughs> we like apples now. Right. <laughs> no, what we like is what's not in season. We like $24 a kilo grapes. That's what we like. Yes, yes. Thanks for those, please. They'd be lovely. Thanks. Uh, well, since this has got a little fruity, I think it might be time to. <laughs> I love that. We could just giggle on, and we do, but. There's been so much value in there and I, I appreciate you being so open and sharing some of your journey. Um, wow. I actually can't wait to, to have a listen again because obviously yeah. when I'm, I am listening, I'm trying to also think about where to take the conversation. But I, yeah. I've written a couple of things down that I know I want to revisit. So thank you so much for um, spending some time at the bar with me. You are so welcome, Miss Jane. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks again. Thanks for joining me at the bar. To find out more about past episodes or how I can help you grow your own leadership or train student teachers, head to dancestep.com.au. Great leaders create leaders and I'm here to help you be and do both. And please remember to rate and review me on your podcast player of choice. See you next time at The Bar. You've been listening to another Morgan Media production. 